Welcome, Geek Explorinauts. I'm John Williams. And I'm still Ben Robinson. It's true. We are trying something a little new here. We decided on our off weeks we're going to do the Geek Explorinaut off-topic debrief. That's the official long title. So we are a bi-weekly podcast, as you all know. So we decided on our off weeks we're going to do a little mini episode. We're going to catch you up on things in the geekosphere. Yeah, just kind of get us a chance to talk about some of the other stuff going on out there that isn't on topic. And uh, thus maybe allow us to try and stay on topic with the regular podcast. I don't know. But the the goal is this one will be a little shorter, a little more casual, and um, a little easier to edit. Yeah. Yeah, give you a quick little shot. We can talk about things that are a little more current. I believe this would this would be the best place to go over stuff like reviews and emails and listener interactions. Yeah, exactly. That way we can devote our entire uh, 14 hours an episode to uh, to the topic at hand. <laughs> and maybe try and keep them at a reasonable length. I hate I hate nearing two hours. It's, just, it's a long time for a podcast, man. It's I true. Be closer to the hour mark if we can. You know, I love it. And I remember when we first started, you know, we, we ran long from the very beginning and it was like, okay, let's try. Let's try. Let's try. I think there was one time where we got down to like an hour 10 and it just seemed so quick. It's so easy to talk forever. Oh, yeah. We are 10 pounds of bullshitting in a five pound bag for sure. <laughs> well, just to start things off, we have some reviews that have come in. Yeah, we do. We got a giveaway going on right now for uh, uh, our upcoming 2000th listen. Whoa. Which should be happening in the next month or two. Yeah. Uh, or in the next month, I think. It's coming up quick. We're already at 1.9 thousand. You mean tomorrow it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th to enter, all you have to do is leave us a review. And uh, we've gotten a couple reviews recently. Um, you know, maybe I'll take the lead here. We've got one on uh, iTunes. That's from uh, Princess Chaos or Chaos. I think it's Chaos, though. It's K-A-Y-O-S. Uh, it's a five-star review. It says, this is a great show. These guys know their stuff. It's like hanging out with my friends. Which is uh, more or less what we're going for here. Yeah, we've we've fooled her by making her think we know our stuff. I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I know some stuff. I don't know if it if it is the stuff. Yes, yeah, we know stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we got another five star review from uh Dan from the Movie Sellers podcast. And uh, uh this is I think this is my favorite review so far. It's a solid review. He says John and Ben discuss a broad spectrum of topics that fall under the geek umbrella. But unlike what one might expect from a couple of geeks talking about geek subjects, there is no elitism or gatekeeping here. Just a couple of guys making these things approachable and fun to talk about. They don't always agree, and I definitely don't always agree with them, but it is all inclusive and friendly. And they always seem to be open to hearing each other's perspective, even when they disagree. Their great production quality and obvious friendship and chemistry make this a very easy listen. I'm always very excited to come across a new episode of Geek Exploration in my feed. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, so thank you, Dan. Yeah, we appreciate that. That That is more or less what we were going for from the very beginning. We're not experts. We're not, um, and we're not militant. No. We just want to talk about the geeky things that we love. And, um, you know, yeah, we want to be approachable and conversational. Yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd, and I, and, I, and I fully recognize that I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> and so uh, I, I try not to be married to any of my opinions because uh, 
they frequently betray me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for those uh, for those great reviews, uh, both of you, and uh, keep them coming in. And if you want to enter the amazing giveaway that we have coming, uh, go leave us a review of your own on either Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. And while we're at it, with uh, reviews like uh, Princess Chaos there, we are uncertain of your uh, your contact information, so go ahead and uh, shoot us an email or a message on any one of our uh, social media platforms just so we know who it is if uh, if we select your name for the giveaway. Yeah, because right now I think we only have like five or six entries, so you got a pretty good chance of winning. <laughs> yeah. What do you say we start off with some uh, with some movie trailers? Yeah, there was a few of those that came out recently one going back a few weeks here this was actually one of the things that uh that spurred us on to do this is we really wanted to talk about the ghostbusters trailer that came out yeah we can't just wait for a for a ghostbusters episode even though that is forthcoming um i i imagine we'll do it around the release of the new movie yeah it yeah, sounds like a good time right yeah so right off the top of your head ben how do you feel about this this ghostbusters trailer and what it's telling us about the new movie uh, I'm excited, and I think I'm contractually obligated to be excited due to all of my previous statements. <laughs> Wait, aren't you supposed to be, like, cautiously optimistic? Aren't you the one that doesn't get excited? Yeah, but I have to be excited for this, and I am, because uh, I'm always complaining about how people are rehashing the same old stories and doing this and that. And why, hey, why not just tell a different story within the universe? You don't have to try and recapture the lightning in a bottle that was the original movie. Yeah. And uh, they're doing exactly what I always say I want them to do. Yeah, they definitely look like they're going in a different direction. They are out of New York. Yeah. Um, it is not slapstick, Ray Parker Jr. themed funny fun time. It, it, seems, uh, it seems a little bit different. We got, uh, we got these little kids whose grandfather left them a, uh, a house, which uh, listening to some other people talk about this trailer when it was brand new, they're just like, Oh, so that's got to be the grandkid of one of the Ghostbusters. I mean, I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Like, is there any question that they're Egon's, Egon's grandkids? Yeah, they they show the the Spangler on the uniform and everything. Yeah, the uh, they've got the uh, the PKE meter. Yeah, they're clearly Egon's, and they look like nerds. Yeah, like that little girl <laughs> looks like Egon yeah. and Janine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're clearly Egon's grandkids. Yeah, um, which is awesome. And I like that he like retired to a farm out in the middle of Kansas or wherever they are. I don't know if it said where they were. Yeah, just some some little bumfuck town where that charming Paul Rudd is apparently a science teacher. Yeah, but I'm excited. It's not they're doing like a kid adventure movie in post Ghostbusters world. I like how, and I like how the everything that happened in the first Ghostbusters movie is like, yeah, that's a thing that happened in New York. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, Paul Rudd's like, what? How do you not know about this? Mid eighties, like they're all over the place. Yeah, it's almost like they're disregarding Ghostbusters too, which I'm fine with. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. So uh, I'm excited about it. I think uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I am hoping it is. Yeah, because uh, it is Hollywood doing the thing I've been complaining about them not doing for a long time. So. I really want to be right. Well, and it's the it's the thing that they didn't do with the uh, the Lady Ghostbusters oh, in God, 2014. Yeah, like, and I think that movie. I mean, that movie still was written bad. It wasn't very funny at all. But I, the biggest travesty to me was the fact that they they disregarded the original Ghostbusters. It would have been so easy to put it in the same world. Yeah, it even happened in the future. Yeah, like it was happening contemporaneously. So it could have just been like later on. Yeah, but we have to like that movie, otherwise we are just sexist. Oh, fuck that. 
Um, another trailer that we saw just came out yesterday. It was the uh, the Birds of Prey trailer. Uh, so it was Birds of Prey and what is it? The the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah, something like, something along those lines. What a mouthful. Uh, everyone's just going to call it Birds of Prey. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, me personally, I think that trailer is just as clunky and messy as the title itself. Yeah. And coming off of uh, Suicide Squad, I don't know how much how hopeful I am for this one. Yeah, it seems it seems over stylized. The, the costumes to me just seem like somebody was going out of their way to make something as off the wall as possible. But it, it wouldn't be something that anyone spending time putting their their own wardrobe together would ever actually do. I mean, to be fair, though, Harley Quinn's kind of nuts. And I, I could see her dressing ridiculously. Uh, I was kind of hoping to get a shot of her in like the uh, animated series onesie. Yeah, yeah. With the hat, but no. Yeah, I remember they, they at least screen tested that before Suicide Squad. And I don't remember why they chose not to use it. It's pretty all. fucking goofy looking. I mean, it would have been cool for like a flashback or something. Yeah. Yeah, her and Mr. J out doing some caper. So in this one, it looks like uh, it looks like she's emancipating herself. From uh, from Joker and maybe killing him. Yeah, I mean maybe that's maybe that's their fuck you to Jared Leto's Joker because yeah. he's definitely not appearing in in the movie. They came out and said that officially. Yeah, there's an awful lot of explosions for someone to survive, but it is comic books. So. Yes. Um, and then there's in this movie there's going to be the Huntress and Black Canary and Renee Montoya, the uh, the cop, and there was one other girl. I believe she was an Asian actress who I didn't catch the name of her character when they were naming off all the characters. So I apologize, but you are there and you are acknowledged. Who do you think she was? I have no idea. Did they name the characters off in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. They they popped up little name cards towards. Oh, the, the end. first one maybe. No, think, no, no. Oh. It was it was it was the one from yesterday. Yeah. Oh. No, that's what I get for watching a trailer on a phone with a cracked screen. Yeah, you have a cracked ass screen. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I had a big screen right in front of me, not at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I could tell Black Canary was there because I saw her scream. Yeah, yeah, she was singing and glasses were breaking. And it looks like they, uh, well, I mean, doesn't look like because I I knew this beforehand just from being a part of the 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 geekosphere. But uh, Ewan McGregor is playing uh, Black Mask. Yeah, and he's going to be the main villain. Um, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, whatever. I would love to see a great movie come out of Warner Brothers and DC properties. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm not gonna bet the farm on it. Yeah. I may go see it in theaters, but to be honest, in uh in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn was irritating to me. I, I her accent is is off too much. and weird. Yeah, like it's not. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it just didn't seem consistent. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Know. She's an Australian doing a super New York accent, but going way over the top with it, and it slips here and there. And yeah, even in the trailer, there was one word she said where where it sounded, it just sounded wrong. It didn't sound like. Like, oh, she's being cartoony and, and it's weird. It sounded like like her accent was wrong. Because the trailer's so voiceover heavy. Yeah. Like that was my the big thing I came off of it was I'm not a big fan of that accent. Yeah. Yeah. And like Arlene Sorkin back in the uh back in the animated series, like she had a goofy, overblown New York accent. Mr. J. Yeah. And it was it was perfect. And everyone since then has tried to do something similar. Which, you know, to their credit, it was a pretty solid Harley Quinn voice. It was. But, you know, I mean, it'd be like if every Batman uh, voice actor afterwards just tried to do a Kevin Conroy. 
which one one of them does one might have been better than what we got. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> there's this one guy who's who's been doing it uh, the past few movies. Uh, Jason B- Mara, maybe I can't remember his name, but his is pretty Kevin Conroy heavy, but it is good. So I guess I I take it back, but it's more like a subdued Kevin Conroy. So let's uh, go on to some news here. One bit of news I picked up this week was that there's rumblings of a J.J. Abrams Rise of Skywalker director's cut, like a, the J.J. Abrams cut. And I know that that just sort of screams, you know, like the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. But reportedly there was a, there's a three hour cut out there that, you know, gives uh, gives the movie some more time to breathe and fleshes out some things a little more. And I read that uh, J.J. apparently was pushing Disney to make the film two films. He wanted to split it into two. Oh, there's no fucking way Disney was going to go for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Um, be- because he knew how much there was that needed to go in there. So they still tried to deliver a uh, satisfying conclusion. To- how long was the theatrical release? Uh, I think it was like two and a half hours. So like, like an extra half hour of something? Yeah. It- the movie could have definitely used a little bit of room to breathe. Yeah. So maybe that could help. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. Uh. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we ever see it if it exists. Yeah. I. I would really love to. Just like I'd love to see the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Uh, but reportedly, I mean, th- and this is all coming from like a source who has a source who must remain yeah, nameless. Exactly. So it could all be bullshit. But the report is that there was an actual scene that I mean, I. I. After we got out of that movie, I even said, "Wouldn't it be cool if?" Um, apparently there was a scene filmed with the, the living non-animated, um, uh, Jedi actors oh, there was, the en- for the end. Yeah. There was Kenobi. Ooh. There was, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Hayden Christensen, and they were all going to show up as force ghosts when she does her whole, I am the Jedi thing. I thought that would be fucking cool. Who did they have as Kenobi? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Why would he have all of a sudden gotten younger? As a force ghost. Who cares? I mean, that, <laughs> that, that would have been, I mean, there we go. That, that is exactly, I mean, I guess with that, uh, with that logic there, I'm surprised that they didn't put it in because the people like me would be like, cause that's fucking cool. And because we got Kenobi coming out soon. To be honest, I'm, I'm shocked George Lucas never went back and, and replaced, uh, Alec Guinness with Ewan McGregor at the end of Jedi. If he put Hayden Christensen in there. Uh, yeah, if it exists, I, I doubt we'll ever see it. Disney's not going to put that out. No, and uh, like Warner Brothers has nothing to lose by releasing the Snyder Cut. It's not like uh, you know uh, Justice League was a big money maker for them that they're still rolling dough in because people love it so much. Yeah, the only like, thing they they could, put, they could put that out and people would buy it. I would one hundred percent subscribe to at least the first month of HBO Max just to see that. Or just put it out only on DVD. Like, make people pay to see it. People will pay to see it. You'll get more money, and you will have to do very little work. Yeah, I think they're scared of that, just from all the all the production, that, I mean, the, the actual physical media production that would have to go into that for something that, I mean, it's probably not finished, like, like as far as, like, special effects, yeah. so they'd have to dump some more money in there. That's fair. But, I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, just throwing up the data on a streaming service just fucking do it you know make it a little little bonus thing i will watch it um and one more thing that uh that was reported from the abrams cut was that Jana 
who okay i guess that's her name the uh the the chick that was the ex-stormtrooper that finn meets on uh wherever it is oh yeah yeah uh was it endor was that where the stormy shit was yeah they were on endor yeah she was apparently supposed to actually be lando's daughter like they were going to say that well, that makes that line at the end way creepier. Yeah, like uh, I, mean, I guess I guess if they said if like it came out that it was his daughter, then it would be less creepy at the end because then it'd be like, all right, daughter, let's go find well, let's go find out where you came from. He could just tell her. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because was it you that uh, that that was like, oh yeah, no, he's definitely gonna fuck that chick. That that was the impression I got. Yeah, I was really confused when I watched it. I was like, are are they going to go on an on an adventure and you know have a father daughter relationship, or is he trying to fuck her? And yeah. So, do you have any uh, any news topics you want to hit, or any questions? Semi on topic here. I just finished The Mandalorian. Yeah, and uh, it was great. I really liked it a lot. Uh, the like last forty five seconds of it bothered me a little bit, but other oh. than that. Everything was great. Also, spoilers for Mandalorian, right? No, I, okay. we don't need to go into it. Okay. It just, uh, it, it, well, maybe. All I want to say is he should have, I was fine with everything except for, like, he came out spotless. Like, his, oh. <laughs> his, his fucking hair wasn't even messed up. He should have at least had, like, a bloody nose and, like, crawled out and, like, looked a little injured or something. Well, I think that guy, like, that guy showed up in other things. I think the animated series is, and I think he's... A Darth something. Yeah. Or, well, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a, you know, black lightsaber. Yeah. So he's something. But I mean, that still doesn't keep you from getting injured in a car accident, for fuck's sake. Force. Yeah, unless you're Kylo Ren. I guess I guess that's just a thing now. If you've got the force, you're invincible yeah. when spaceship crashes. Yeah, Baby Yoda can heal things, so this guy healed himself. Yeah. But in any case, it seemed like it would just, it wouldn't have taken anything away. He got out, stumbled and like, oh fuck, that sucked. I'm going to kick these guys ass. You know, why not? Like his hair wasn't even messed up. He didn't have, like he looked exactly like he did. He didn't have he much crashed. hair. Yeah, but he he must have had a lot cropped. of brill cream in it, man. <laughs> um, I mean, not to spoil the moment just in case in the last episode, but that accessory he gets made me very happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That had to happen. But my question for you is, is there any reason for me to keep Disney Plus? Because, uh, like, I was looking at it, like, I searched for a couple things. They've got, like, they own all of Fox's stuff. And I was like, oh, so shit, Aliens should be on here, right? Nope. Why is that not a thing? Why don't they have everything on there? Why would I keep it if they don't have, like, my biggest beef with Netflix is every time I fucking look for something, it's not there. Yeah. And if that's going to happen on Disney Plus, too, I'm not going to keep that shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough because I I remember seeing a meme that uh that somebody posted like right after Mandalorian ended, and it was like a screen grab of like them shutting down their uh their Disney Plus account. It's like, why are you leaving? And then it just said like Mandalorian's over. Yeah, and you know it's it's tough if you're not a big fan of the Vault or Marvel movies, then there really isn't much else there. Like there there's a lot of cartoons from the past. That's all it's got. It's got it's got a bunch of Disney movies, Marvel movies, Star Wars. Yeah, and Jeff Goldblum. I haven't I haven't watched that. Is it any good? It's it's fun. Jeff Goldblum is a fun character to watch. I he like is, him. He ain't worth eight bucks a month. No, no. So, and I hear sorry, that. Uh, I hear that Imagineering uh, series is really good, but I haven't I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. I don't have enough time to watch all the shit that I could watch without Disney Plus, much less with it. So. 
unless there's something really compelling. Like if any time I wanted to watch a movie that Disney owns, it was there, I'd keep it because they own everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like it would be a great deal at that point because it, they own loads of movies that I would like to watch. Yeah. But if they're not going to do that, I'll, I'll take my money and go elsewhere. So it doesn't sound like you have a compelling argument for me to keep it. No, not at all. So I mean, I was, I was sitting here trying to think of it. Like, if we hadn't signed up for that whole three-year deal, I don't know if I would keep it. I mean, well, then again. Oh, that's exactly why they offered it. Yeah. I. So like, oh, shit, the only thing we have is the Mandalorian. Is your fucking phone on? No, I don't know. If someone's playing Legend of Zelda. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, I thought this was more casual, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> and I guess I do have a six-year-old daughter who is super into all that stuff, including Marvel stuff. She loves superheroes, so. Well, the, the other thing is, I got YouTube TV. It has the Disney Channel. So, like, all the shit that's on the Disney Channel, I already have. Yeah. So, yeah. Get all rid right. of it. There we go. Unfortunately, we got the news today, because we're recording this on Friday that legendary uh, drummer from Rush, Neil Peart, passed away on Tuesday. Of uh, Apparently, he was fighting brain cancer for the last three years or so. And um, uh, characteristically, you know, he was quiet about it. He was a very, I don't know if solitary is the right word, but, you know, he wasn't out in the public eye. He didn't, he didn't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I had no idea he was even ill. Yeah, me either. It hit me right out of left field, which is... It was, it's disappointing. I, I never got to see Rush live. Oh, shit. And uh, he is phenomenal. He's probably one of the best rock drummers ever, if not the best. Undoubtedly. Like, yeah. he is phenomenal. Yeah, I am. Um, I got a chance to see them on their Time Machine tour probably back in, like, I don't know, 2014-ish. Um, I saw them at Shoreline and... uh I got lawn seats, and I always wanted to see them again with better seats. I mean, they stopped touring with their their uh, their fortieth anniversary tour a few years back, so I don't I don't think the chance would have happened again. But but you know, there, you could always hope that there would be a reunion. So it's it was you know similarly to like when uh, when Rick Wright died from Pink Floyd, you're like, well, fuck, yeah, I am never going to see this. When I was living in Houston, Rush came through and I was just too busy. And I was like, oh, maybe next time. It's like, you know, think yeah. about it, dude. Like, these guys are in their 60s. There might not be a next time. Yeah. But I think the tickets were also rather pricey. I have a hard time paying 200 bucks for a ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but I'm kind of disappointed now that I didn't. It was like, wow, well, it's 200 bucks. I probably spent it on something stupid anyway. I could have gone and seen Rush and. It would have been awesome. It was a great fucking show, man. They they played they played moving pictures from beginning to end. I got to awesome. hear Spirit of Radio, Subdivisions, you know, Free Will, just everything I wanted to hear, I heard. And it was amazing. I was one of the like thousand people playing drums on my legs or air drums, you know, because uh, I don't know if, if the listeners know I am a drummer. And, you know, so we just, we idolize this guy. Like he is, I mean, I was, I was bummed and playing some drums before we started recording and I was just fucking butchering it, man. I am, I mean, I'm out of practice anyway, but I couldn't even finish a song, but yeah, he, he was top notch. Yeah. He was the second drummer for Rush. Uh, John Retzi was the original drummer and that was back when they were more of a hard rock band and, you know, people were calling them like the Canadian Black Sabbath. And then 
they got rid of John Ratsy, brought Neil Peart in, and he, they got so much more technical and absurdly more technical. Yeah, like it totally changed the sound. Yeah, and their time signatures, you know, got all interesting. You know, because it wasn't just four four all the time anymore. Um, he was also the lyricist. Oh, was he? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, after their first couple albums together, he took over, and that's that's when when they started getting the lyrics that had more to do with like science fiction and like you know uh, stuff that was influenced by the the writings of Ayn Rand because he he loved that shit. Um, like the twenty one twelve album is straight out of that sort of thing, you know, telling a, a sci-fi story about a future when, when it's, you know, the individual is gone and, uh, you know, one man finding a, t- a guitar and fighting against it. Yeah. yeah. Dystopian futures and shit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, rest in peace. Good, good man. Yeah. It's, uh, it is, it is a shame. Um, so I think we should go out on your favorite Neil Peart song copyright be damned <laughs> no, if if they come and tell, give us a takedown notice i'll change it yeah just in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with this man let's give him a good example yeah fuck it we're not monetized anyway so yeah um so oh shit what would it be i mean i think my favorite rush song is still spirit of radio but like red barchetta is great and subdivisions subdivisions pretty badass All right, listeners, enjoy this bit of genius by the entire band Rush and um, and Neil Peart himself. Uh, Rest in peace.